The higher education bubble pops and religious liberty is protected for now. This is Paul Dietzel. Robert Zimsky has served as the professor of higher education at the University of Pennsylvania for more than two decades. During his tenure, there have been big changes in the world of higher education, but none so drastic as what the Chronicle of Education this week called the post-pandemic college. Zimsky's book, The College Stress Test, was published just prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Already, colleges across the nation were closing in record numbers. When COVID struck, that number accelerated quickly. Since 2015, more than 30 institutions of higher education have closed or been forced into a merger with another school. By the end of 2019, enrollment was already declining at public institutions by more than 35%. For private colleges, that number doubled. Zimsky's book predicted as much. He just didn't realize how accurate his enrollment and financial models would become in light of 2020. Small colleges with small endowments will close, Zimsky stated at a recent forum at the Wharton School on Penn's campus. Quote, Every aspect of the university experience has been touched by COVID, and we aren't sure what is going to happen in the future. End quote. The higher education bubble was soon to pop anyway. Millions of dollars were being poured each year into universities through what amounts to a voucher or direct loan program through the U.S. Department of Education. A student could apply for an amount of money up to the very price of tuition, room, and board at a university of their choice, and the university would receive those funds no matter the price tag. It was, for all practical purposes, a very successful education voucher program. Only most of the funds had to be repaid by the students. Most universities thought nothing of receiving upwards of $70,000 per year from 18-year-olds only to find that they almost had a blank check to keep raising tuition. COVID changed everything. From the admission officer who recruited students to the professors who were forced to go online in subpar settings to the housing and food service associated with dorm life to the athletic programs which often funneled millions of dollars to the academic side of the ledger, the modern university as we know it has forever been changed. There is one area that is growing in higher education as a result of the COVID crisis, education technology. EdTech finds itself with great leverage in this marketplace. While students and professors alike complain of the poor quality of instruction associated with online learning, companies and research firms are quickly working to make the experience more personal, more academically rigorous and rewarding. As a result, the cost of education is being reduced. Tuition is actually going down and parents and students alike are finding this a welcome change. What difference one person can make, especially on the Supreme Court of the United States? When COVID-19 began to rise in full force, states were forced to issue guidelines that restricted the number of people who could gather at one time. This was especially true for indoor gatherings. Churches, like schools, were affected by these restrictions. Seeking to maintain some semblance of community, many churches quickly transitioned to live stream services. Most pastors desired to submit to the orders of the state, but over time, these restrictions grew in ways that directly interfered with the free exercise of religion, a right that is protected by the First Amendment. Sooner or later, it seemed inevitable that the Supreme Court would be forced to interpret just how far the government could reduce religious freedom while it sought to reduce the virus spread. The Supreme Court had already issued two earlier rulings allowing states to place harsher restrictions on houses of worship. Both of these cases came to the court from Nevada and California, respectively. Both of them were decided on 5-4 votes with Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. siding with the court's four liberals. 
The Nevada case was particularly irrational. It allowed casinos and other tourist institutions to host hundreds of people inside their walls, while churches could not. When Governor Andrew Cuomo recently issued a regulation that capped attendance at houses of worship in areas of the most restricted red and orange regions of the state to 10 or 25 people regardless of the size of their building, that was a step too far. Thanks to Justice Amy Coney Barrett, the court reversed its earlier decision. Justice Barrett's presence on the court formed a new majority. The opinion was directly focused on the arbitrary and unequal treatment of churches. The ruling was written as an application of the Equal Protection Clause in the First Amendment. The majority opinion was unambiguous. Quote, the loss of First Amendment freedoms for even minimal periods of time unquestionably constitutes irreparable injury. End quote. For now, religious liberty is safe. This is Paul Dietzel. Thanks for listening.